What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Howling at the Hoop podcast, your everything Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. I'm your host, Adam Berg, and today we are talking about a Wolves win. Wolves pull out a really gritty and gutty uh, win yesterday against the New York Knicks. Beat them in New York, 112 and 110. In a game that went right down to the wire, very back and forth. Um, a good game for the Timberwolves, but it was it was definitely a grind. Now, before we break this down and get into everything that went with the game, let me just remind you to follow me on Twitter at the Ball, as you can get all of the live tweets, Timberwolves news, and of course, when my podcast is going to come out. But you should also turn on the notifications wherever you are listening to this podcast, as then you can listen to it right away. All right, let's get in. Let's get straight into this win. So. Uh, the Wolves came in 21 and 22 on the year, a game under 500. We get back to 500 with this game. Uh, this is the elusive 500 mark that the Wolves keep getting to this year, and we seem to just uh, fall off the wagon a little bit when we hit this number. So hopefully we can turn, we can uh, get over 500 here. We got some momentum, two game winning streak, two game winning streak going into uh, tonight against Atlanta. As we'll get to that later, the Knicks fall back to under 500 at 22 and 23. I believe they are the 11th seed in the Eastern Conference, unless this pushed them down to 12, but I think they're 11. Uh, the Wolves move up uh, to the 7th seed. That's what we, we've been shifting around the 7th seed to the 9th seed for about a week now, it feels like, with a win or a loss. Um, yeah, we moved back to the 7th seed. We are one game behind the 6th seed, actually, the Denver Nuggets, so we are one game out of the play-in. We are, we are a playoff team. I've been saying this, and... Um, this this team really can this team really can do this, and we got to hold them to this standard. This is a good basketball team. Now breaking down this win, breaking down this basketball game, Anthony Edwards started out very fast, uh, finishing through a lot of contact, which he normally does. Teams really do like to beat him up uh, when he gets in the paint, and the refs do not seem to give him a lot of foul calls because he can fight through so much contact. Um, his three point shooting was not there tonight which which is going to happen sometimes. He's still got a couple to drop, but um, it's a good thing that's not completely what we relied on to win this game like we have in the past. It was kind of a sloppy first half with tons of turnovers from both teams, especially New York. But the problem is, is that New, New York had so many turnovers, but we couldn't capitalize on them. We only had like 10 points off of turnovers in the first half, and I don't know the number that they had, but it was, it was at least 10 in the first half. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns got going early too. And then he he didn't really play the first half of the second quarter. Couldn't really get anything going there in the in the second. I I don't believe. Um, Dilo was all right uh, in this game. He was just okay. I'd say we can break down his game and his numbers a little later. Uh, Noel played more in the fourth quarter uh, down the stretch than D'Angelo Russell because uh, Chris Finch is seeming to play the hot hand now, which is a, a great thing for a coach to do and especially a player of Noel's caliber and how hot he's been lately, understanding that this might put my uh, team in the best chance to win is by keeping one of my star players on the bench for a certain amount of time. But I do give D'Angelo Russell a lot of props. He came he came in cold off the bench late, very late in this game, like a couple minutes left, came in, got fouled, instantly drilled a couple free throws for us right off the bench, and that was, uh, that was great. Great to see him step up right that and, and – and, uh, the moment's not too big for him. The moment's never too big for him. Uh, tons of foul trouble in this game for both sides. The refs could not stop blowing their whistle, which has been a problem, at least on the Timberwolves end, for, throughout this season, because I'm pretty sure most of the NBA and 
defensive fouls. We just, we, we like to foul anyways, but foul trouble for both teams. So Patrick Beverly had five in this game. Carl Anthony Towns had four. D'Angelo Russell had four. Vando had four. Anthony Edwards had three, but he was in foul trouble early. And um, I don't even think, I don't even know if he picked up a foul in the second half. Uh, it was good to see Anthony Edwards um, understand that he he can't be picking, getting in foul trouble anymore. And he, and he really didn't. Uh, the Knicks had two players who fouled out in this game, Mitchell Robinson and Taj Gibson, which is huge for them late. So we got to bully them on the inside the, the last, I don't know what, three minutes of this game, four minutes of this game. Uh, they still had Julius Randle, obviously, but uh, two of their main bigs were out, and that was uh, that was huge. Julius Randle still had four fouls himself, and R.J. Barrett also had four. So you see, there, there's just uh, so much, so many whistles in this game. It honestly uh, was a pretty long basketball game for it not going into overtime, just because the refs kept blowing their whistle. And I guess it happens, um, even with the foul trouble and some adversity in the first half. The Wolves. Ended up being up 10 at the half, 61 to 51, which you, you can't complain about that. But then we come out in the third uh, start of the third quarter, absolutely flat, no energy. Knicks start hitting shots. They start feeding off the crowd. Their the momentum is completely shifted in their in their favor. And we have to do a lot better job of having buckets in between that and not just letting up a 10, 8 nothing run. We have to we have to have a few buckets in between that, even if the momentum is on their side, just so we can keep ourselves in the ball game a little bit before we get going again. Because we know eventually, just like we did, we turn it around, we did get going again. But on the on those stretches when the momentum is not in your favor, you can't just be completely silenced. Can't uh, completely have zero buckets, which is what we do too much of the time. So with that, we couldn't buy a bucket really in that third quarter. We still ended up with 25 points in that third, but we, uh, we got outscored 40 to 25. So heading into the third quarter, we're down 91 to 86. And it, it was not looking good at that point, just from what we saw in that third. Really needed a big turnaround in the fourth, and we did. We, we were very gritty in this game, like I already said before. We traded blows back and forth. Uh, one team would take a little lead, and the other would come back, and vice versa. But it was just three four-point leads. It wasn't any anybody stretching it to stretching it out of the imagination of a comeback. It was just back and forth, and we couldn't sustain a lead. Uh, Evan Fournier, the Wolves killer. I mean, he was hot, very hot in this game. He he seems to always find another gear when he faces Minnesota. He has been shooting very well this year, and um, I figured that that little stint with Boston last year wasn't gonna really put a mark on his career much because we know that he's a good basketball player and it just didn't fit in, in Boston last year. And then Kemba, Kemba Walker, this was his first game back. Of course, of course he's, they're getting one of their uh, best players back when they face Minnesota, stuff like that always happens. But anyways, Kemba Walker got on fire in the fourth quarter, started hitting a bunch of threes and the momentum got completely swung back in their favor again. But the wolves, they took the punch to the mouth and they punched back. We, we punched back in this game, especially late. And after watching that third quarter, it is just, it is great to see that we, we can, we can pull that off. Um, now winding down this game, Patrick Beverly had a three second call on, on defense in the paint there. And that's just a call that you can't make there and give them a free throw, especially when the game on the line, when the game's that close, when you're watching on TV, you can, you can read Finch's lips and he goes, you're really going to call that there. 
like he's talking to the ref and he goes, you know, you're really going to call that there in this situation. You could call that the entire basketball game, but this is the moment you pick and it's, and they don't call this all the time. And you probably could call it more than you do. And that was just a, if, if that would have been a, a, a key to the loss of this, this team, that would have been just, that would have been heartbreaking. Um, neither team shot free throws well in this basketball game. The Wolves only shot 76.3%. Luckily the Wolf or the Knicks shot even worse at 72.7%. But I would say that we missed more free throws that mattered, especially down the stretch. We, we missed more clutch free throws in this game. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt has absolutely lost his touch from the free throw line, lost his stroke. He was, he was solid at the beginning of the year and you figured the number would go down a little bit, but not, not nosedive like it has. So he's got to be in the gym, uh, working on these free throws. And I, I bet he knows, he knows what he needs to do. Now, Jalen Noel, like I said, getting minutes down the stretch, uh, in crunch time in this game, clutch time, he, he absolutely impacted this game in every way possible. He was just hitting, especially when the wolves were cold, he, you can, you can get him in there and get a bucket. You know what he's going to bring to the table and people forget that he's a, this is a natural born, born scorer, Jalen Noel. He's a PAC 12 player of the year coming out of, coming out of university of Washington. It's not like he's a bad ba- basketball player. He's a great scorer. 40% three guy. And it's just, it's finally, it's starting to translate to the NBA and he's still a young guy. I think, what is he 22? He's just going to keep getting better and better. And he's going to, he can really be a key piece for this Timberwolves team this season and years and years to come when you're looking at it. And that's, what's exciting about this guy. Now, when the game's coming down to the wire, Carl Anthony Towns misses a bunny late on a, on a full court pass. I believe it was Beverly throwing him the full court pass and he had Kemba Walker coming up on him and he just heard the footsteps and, and I'm just yelling at the TV, you know, just, you know, you can just dunk it. You're seven feet tall, six eleven. You can just put it up and flush it down instead of having to roll off the glass like that. But he decided to try to take the layup. His momentum was going so far the other way that it uh, just came hard off the glass and went off the rim. And I thought that was going to be another point in this game where we couldn't capitalize and we're going to lose because of that. What ended up happening is we, we, we were down one. Carl Anthony Towns gets a huge and one late in this game with like 30 seconds left to put the Wolves up front. And he's out there flexing. And it was, oh, that was so hype. Great to see Carl Anthony Towns uh, giving the Timberwolves a lead. Now, right after this, the Knicks play the foul game a little bit. Wolves make some free throws, miss some free throws, but the Knicks find themselves in this game at the very end. So they're coming out, uh, bringing the ball up the floor. 112 and 110 is the score at the time, like 10 seconds left, clock winding down. Evan Fournier drives for a layup on the left side, goes up with the right hand, blocked. Uh, I thought it was Carl Anthony Towns, but there was nothing in the stat sheet. It looked like it was blocked unless it just went off the side of the backboard. But, of course, Cat tries to corral the rebound, cannot, kicks out to Alec Burks. Alec Burks, who was very cold in this game, did not have a good basketball game at all. Pulls up for three just to put a dagger in the Wolves' hearts, and he misses. Thank God. Wolves win. Wolves get the rebound with like a second left. Win 112-110. Now, this was a game where the Wolves did not capitalize on their opportunities. And in the at the very end, 
the Knicks did not capitalize on their opportunities because they missed a lot of open shots in that final five minutes that could have killed us. But it was just very fortunate that they did not get some shots to fall. But this was a well-deserved win, just grinding it out. I love to see these grinded out wins. But I don't know how the players feel after this one or felt after this one. I mean, I've watched some of the some of the interviews. But I was even me as a fan is just mentally exhausted after watching that basketball game. Felt good. Felt good to lay my head to rest last night knowing we got the job done, though. So let's let's get into the final line here. So let's start. Uh, Anthony Edwards, who was a plus eight on the floor, which was the best out of the starters, actually. Uh, he had 21 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. He was two for nine from outside the arc. Like I said, his threes were not falling, but really impacted the game in other ways. Carl Anthony Towns finished with 25 and three assists. D'Angelo Russell, 17 points, four assists, two rebounds. Jared Vanderbilt, four points, seven rebounds. Quiet night for Vanderbilt. Still plays good defense, but wasn't stuffing the stat sheet. But a guy who was stuffing the stat sheet and who does this like almost every night is Patrick Beverly. This line, I mean, this is such a Pat Bev game. Seven points, six assists, five rebounds, three steals, and a block. This is why we brought him to Minnesota, and we gave we gave a bag of chips up for this guy. You know, could you imagine if the Grizzlies had him on their team right now? You know how much they would love him instead of Jarrett Culver? Thank God we made this move. Very smart move by the Timberwolves bringing him in. He just he fits great here, and he he's a guy that if he's if he's not on your team, you don't like him. The way that he plays, the way he attacks your team. But when he's on your team, he's your fate, one of your favorite players, and you love the guy. And it's just, uh, it, we're very fortunate to have him. Malik Beasley, 10 points, three rebounds. He did not have a bad game, shot 50%. Can't complain. Jalen Noel, 14 points, six rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Another great game by Jalen Noel. His, minute, his minutes keep creeping up and up. Great to see. Now on the flip side of things, the New York Knicks, Julius Randle had 21, 9, and 9 with two steals and four blocks. He was a stat sheet stuffer in this game. But honestly, watching this game, uh, I, f- I feel like his line shouldn't look like that after watching this game. Now, we all know Julius Randle has not lived up to the hype that everybody put on him last year. He definitely has regressed a little bit this season. But he's still a, he's still a very good basketball player. Don't get me wrong. Kemba Walker with 19 points, four assists in his first game back. Kemba had a solid night, especially that fourth quarter. Evan Fournier with the best plus minus on the Knicks at plus 11. 27 points, four rebounds, and four assists. Great game. RJ Barrett had 17 points, six rebounds. Not a bad game, but he had seven turnovers in this game. Seven. Way too many, RJ. 18 turnovers total as a team for New York. If you give the Wolves a lot of opportunities to run and gun and score, we will beat you. We will beat you as long as we're capitalizing. All right, that wraps up the Knicks game. Now tonight, this is a podcast coming out on a Wednesday because it was game day Tuesday. So Wednesday night, 6.30 Central Time. Wolves are in Atlanta. We're on a little uh, road trip here. We're looking for blood. We're looking for blood, guys. We got to get over 500. We got to get over the hump. This team wants it. This team is, um, this team after coming off of this gritty win in New York, I think we're going to get it done tonight. I think we're going to get it done. And my final score is going to be 113 to 102. You heard it here first. Wolves 113, 
Hawks 102. I might tweet that. I might just have to tweet that. Now, Atlanta is 18 and 25 on the season. Their season is not going how they would hoped, especially after the the Eastern Conference Finals run last year. But they have had some injuries, and they have not lived up to their hype this season. Obviously, you know, Trey Young is going to be Trey Young. But if we can shut him down, make other guys beat you, we're gonna. I think we're going to have a good chance to win this game. Also, it seems like John Collins is not happy with his situation over there. So who knows what's going to happen before the trade deadline with uh, with John Collins. Now to wrap things up, all-star voting. Let's get our guys into the all-star game. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell should be on your all-star ballot every single day. All right, Wolves fans, let's do it. Don't forget to rate the show, and we will catch you in the next episode, which will be tomorrow then because we got Wolves game day tonight. So expect a podcast Thursday sometime around midday. And uh, another thing I wanted to say is I wish I could come up with these podcasts the night after a game or early morning on on the next day, but I have to come out with these in the afternoon because I work all day and I got to get up really early. So when I, when I stay up late to watch a Wolves game, even nine 30 is pretty late for me to stay up because I gotta, I gotta get up and be at work at five. So I just, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that this is why I do, why I'm doing what I'm doing. All right. Thank you guys for listening and we will catch you guys in the next episode. See you.